Welcome to Doing the Most, the series where we talk about the misadventures of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Georgie, execution strategist and serial entrepreneur. This series is here to get real about what entrepreneurial life truly looks like. We are driven, persistent, hardworking, ambitious. We are human, and these are our stories. Welcome to another episode of Doing the Most, The Misadventures of Entrepreneurship. For today's episode, we have Miriam Pop here to tell us all about her journey and her misadventures and adventures of getting stuff done in her entrepreneurial journey. So Miriam, could you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you've been up to for the last couple of years? Yes, ma'am. First of all, I just want to say thank you for having me on. I love what you're about. This is a side of entrepreneurship not enough people talk about. So um, what have I been doing the last few years? I think I've been losing my mind. <laughs> but having, um, having the best time of my life in the process. Um, my business is Vibrant Lifestyle Coaching, and I work primarily with women to, um, and specifically overworked, overstressed, women on a mission um, out here just trying to pursue their dreams. I help them get back in tune with their, what I like to call inner GPS system. I believe that when we're trusting ourselves and when we're listening to ourselves, we can actually eliminate a whole lot of stress in our lives. So I really help my ladies take on a mind, body, soul approach to stress management. Nice. Um, you know, as a consequence, they start living life on their terms. They start pursuing their dreams. They start, you know, getting out of that bubble, getting uncomfortable, but doing it on their terms. And that's, that's really important to me just to know that I'm making an impact in the world and encouraging women to live on their terms. Um, so that's, that's a little and a lot about me and my journey these last few years. Awesome. And what got you into that field? Like that's very specific and, you know, you're targeting women, um, helping them figuring out their inner GPS, as you call it, like what made you want to do that? Right. So, uh, there's two things that come to mind immediately. Be what you needed when you were younger. I needed a me for sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and then the other thing was I was that person just going through the motions in my life. Uh, I was that person just kind of um, so focused on the outer world, appearances, um, what I had, the materialism, right? That was my driving force more so than what I wanted and what I needed. Uh, so I was a hairstylist for 13 years. And for 13 years, I was supporting women, empowering them to feel good on the outside and it was losing its fulfillment it wasn't it wasn't lighting me up anymore that was adding to my my own zombie life i guess you could say uh so <laughs> thing where i realized one day like none of this is going to change if i don't change and so that's why i started doing my own work that then led to starting my business nice and was there like a crucial point that said this is it this is i can't be doing this no more this is and then like that shift, that like crucial moment that made that shift or was it like a series of moments? And could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I definitely would say it was a series of moments, things just adding up. I would like, you know, there was a really bad breakup. I was finding myself in the same fuck shit with these same stupid boys. And it was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> 
is not about to get any better. It can't always be their fault. What is it about me? Where am I? Where do I need to grow more, you know? So I would say like that was one area of my life that after a big breakup, things just kind of, okay, we got to get it together. And then from there, it was the kind of thing where I realized my job, my job wasn't feeling good anymore. Um, and then I guess if, if there was really that big moment, I just kind of woke up one day, it was Mother's Day four years ago, and I, I was exhausted. I was tired. I was wiped out. I don't even have kids, but <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, I was about to say, oh, you have some children. Like, oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess my children, were, my children were all the things that I was holding on to that, that weren't lighting me up anymore. So I just woke up one day. I was like, nah, I can't keep draining myself in this way. Mm, I like um, that. Yeah. My, I basically burned my life down is what I say. And I, I moved across the country. I had quit my job. And that's really when I just started um, really just listening to Miriam and what she needed. And what was that? Uh, freedom, excitement, mm. uh, peace of mind. I am not someone who likes to be told what to do. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was, it was a culmination of all these little things and realizing that I was living completely opposite of how I wanted to live. Um, I currently live by coastal. I live in Massachusetts some of the year. I live in California the rest of the year. Um, that's not typical. No one around me was doing that. No one um, in my world was living on their terms like that. And so it was the kind of thing where I had to, I had to start listening to Miriam and saying, look, it doesn't matter if I'm not seeing myself in the world. I have to be that thing that I want to see. Okay, and then what was the first thing you built? Once you realized, you had this realization, you moved across country, what was that first thing that you did, did to start building this new company that, you know, that you're working with right now? Girl, I did, I feel like I did what everyone does and I'm like, I gotta build a website. <laughs> <laughs> I need a website, I need a website. So it was probably one of the first things um, I did when it was like, okay, time to start creating this business. Um, got a web, got my website up, created a Facebook page, uh, even got a business coach and quickly learned. <laughs> <laughs> quickly learned that did not mean I was about to have a successful business in six months. <laughs> Y'all, yeah, I heard it here. That's not how it right. happened. There's a lot more to the process. Can you talk a little bit about the more? Like, what work did you have to put in to really get to the point of where you are now? Okay. Um, I like to say that Becoming an entrepreneur, really believing in your dreams and your vision, um, the key component of that is going on a spiritual journey. You, like, there's no way you can be committed to your business and not also in the same time break down inner walls, break down these ideas of who you were. Uh, what got me here today is really tuning in and listening to myself and doing what, um, doing what looked scary but also made sense to me and my business instead of buying into a lot of this talk <laughs> of, you know, six figures in six months. And this is how I did this. And instead of listening to all these other people and just really listening to myself is when entrepreneurship got easy and got exciting and got fun. Um, but before that, when I was trying to follow everyone else's blueprint and their highlight reel, um, it was a hot mess, hot mess. 
Yeah, definitely. And I really like what you said about like listening to your own journey. You could take inspiration from other people's journey. And, you know, that's what this podcast is here to do as well. And you could take, you know, insight or information. You could take what you can, but at the end of the day, that was that specific person's journey and their steps and the things that their experiences and life um, knowledge that allowed them to experience it in that way. And you could take those same exact steps that they took to the T and your results will be completely different. You may not get even one figure in the six months. And so just understanding that you have to take what is meant for you and then apply it in a way that it makes sense for your life and your journey and your entrepreneurship and your company. Um, Cause if you take it just by the book, it's, it's not like a standardized test. There are, you, you could both circle C and your answer will be wrong and their answer will be right. And just understanding that I think is essential from like as early as possible. Yeah. And that's not to say, you know, don't take up that course that that person's offering or that coaching or that mentoring, because those are very important. But again, it's still going to be from their perspective and through their experiences. So just know that that whole entire thing, step by step, is not going to work exactly for you. But parts of it you can use to then impact the success and how well your business and your output of that information does does well. Um, so I want to shift the conversation a little bit, right? Yeah. So throughout that process of figuring out what you needed to do for your business and like what you were trying to start up and, you know, you created the website, but what started happening as like misadventures, what started turning out completely different than you ever expected it to? Yeah. So it's, this is a beautiful question. And I go through this a lot with um, the members of my hustle and flow group. They're also other entrepreneurs, but it's it's reminding them that they're gonna have more losses than wins. It's just that the wins are gonna outshine those losses more than you can imagine. I feel like so much more has gone wrong than has gone right in my business, but what has gone right has been mind blowing, that kind of thing. So I can remember actually two years ago today, I led my first in-person workshop and it was amazing. It came out so well. The women were talking about it for weeks. I was so pumped up, so jazzed up. And so then I was encouraged to bring it to a few more cities. Okay, all right, let me do that. I was already traveling to visit friends, so I tried to lead another workshop in another city and it completely bombed. <laughs> completely tanked. Oh my gosh, like no one signed up, no one was there, like nothing. And I, it, it, it affected my self-confidence more than I ever thought it could. Like <laughs> even the fact that I'm talking about this right now, I'm like, oh wow, like i must've healed from that moment. Talk about this. But that was definitely one of, I would say that was a turning point. It was a pivotal turning point. That misadventure, that go, that workshop being a complete bust, actually forced me to show up bigger in other areas of my business because not being a success was not an option. <laughs> mm, I like that. Not being a success was not an option. So you right. made sure like the only option on the plate was to get it done and be successful and do what you needed to do to scale up your business to the next level. So that I really exactly. like that. Exactly. Cause look, like I could have let that, uh, that misadventure, keep me stuck. I could have stayed in that pain and in that moment and thinking I was a failure. Um, but instead it was like, failure is not an option. What, what can I do? Where am I excelling in my business? How can I do more of that? Um, and that was really a big turning point, uh, two years ago that, that shifted everything. I just, 
I, my, my <laughs> that misadventure may have tanked, but myself as a entrepreneur, I grew tenfold from that experience. All right. And could you give us a, like an example, like what did you learn from that experience and what did you do to apply it in your company? Um, and I, and you, you mentioned a little bit about your company and what you guys do in the beginning, but can you dive a little deeper of like, what does that look like? Like what does like a package look like and how did you apply that lesson to the services that you offer your clients? Okay. So, um, you gave me a lot right there. So I'm going to try. I'm hoping that I get <laughs> <with> everything. <laughs> yeah, just do your best. Do your best. <laughs> so one of the things when I did take the time to look back on the, uh, workshop and what didn't work out, I realized I didn't show up enough for it as far as the marketing. So when I proceeded to do things differently in my business, I started showing up in ways that I hadn't. I had all sorts of ideas for things like, a a weekly Facebook live show called Vibe Talks. I had all these ideas for things, but until that moment, I wasn't implementing them. So that was the moment where I was like, okay, no, these ideas have to come to life. So I started going live more. I started doing free sessions more, just really building up my community and my visibility. That was one thing that was not there um, beforehand, before my misadventure. So that was a big uh, point there and something that I do bring to the women in my hustle and flow group. Where are you not showing up? What things are you not doing that are on your heart, that are calling you? Like my Vibe Talk show had been calling me for like a year to show up, Miriam, show up live, do the thing. Um, but I ran from it. So it was after that misadventure that I was like, no, we're showing up. Failure is not an option. Uh, not continuing is not an option. And so that was one of those big things that really changed the game for me and helped me build my community and up my visibility was showing up live and doing those scary things. Um, in my business, Vibrant Lifestyle Coaching, I mentioned I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. There's group coaching. I also have a bunch of digital products. Um, so different price points for people to get in how they fit in, right? This way, I believe everybody deserves healing. Everybody deserves support. Your, your income, your price point shouldn't affect that. So that's why I've created these digital products. So people can, if you can't afford my one-on-one, -on -one, that's fine. Here are these products. If you can't afford the one-on-one, -on -one, guess what? You're still getting those products. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really those digital tools, eBooks, digital courses, meditations that I've created um, that really help kind of get the word out there more. And, and that's how, that's one of my big ways of making sure I'm, in, I'm impacting and supporting as many women as possible. I can't remember your other questions. Was there anything I didn't answer at this point? No, it was just about like, you know, how you, you kind of answered it in both, but it was just, how did you apply like the lesson that you learned? You, you mentioned that. So that's really great. And I'm, and what is some, tr what are some trends, right? Since, you know, you focus on women, we're both women. Uh, what are some trends that you've seen that specifically impact your, um, so your, your clientele are entrepreneurs per, primarily or folks that are trying to do their own business, correct? Um, that is one, one section of my business. I have three, three basically signature programs and one of them is specific for entrepreneurs. Um, so I've, I work with entrepreneurs, I work with women uh, who are trying to develop a healthier lifestyle, and then I work with women as far as developing their own spiritual self-care. How are they taking care of their inner world? Um, so a little bit of everything is going on there. All right, sounds good. And so like my question would be, what type of 
trends do you see? Because even though there's still there are three different groups of women, what kind of trends have you seen like that lie primarily among the women that you work with? Whether it's like in their day to day life, in their work life, and how they talk, just what kind of trends do you see that are kind of holding women back from being great? Uh, a lot of fear. There's a lot of fear and fear that isn't even relevant to their world right now. It may have been something that happened 10 years ago that they're still holding on to. So that's what I come up a lot with women living, not in their present, but in their past, holding on to their past pain and allowing that to affect their current opinion of themselves. So there's the fear um, and a complete lack of trust, lack of trust for themselves, lack of trust for uh, the world they live in, lack of trust that they can overcome. It's almost like, uh, I see that my clients have gone through things in their life before working together. They've overcome those things, but they don't allow those things they've overcome to actually empower them to keep moving forward, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, and I definitely can resonate with that. I am also a victim of this. And you, and it's almost like a theme in society that women should hold on to pain and yeah. suffering longer. Like if they release it too soon, oh, whoa, 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 what's wrong with you? Like, you know, a woman that gets divorced, if she's outdating um, soon, oh my God, she's this and that and blah, blah, blah. Oh, a woman that, you know, her husband passed or if she, you know, a woman that has kids and she's back at work, oh, whoa, whoa, why why are you doing this? So there's like this trend of if something happens, you're supposed to sit in it longer than you need to um, versus getting over it when you're ready. And if you're ready and you're to move on side, if somebody else needs three years, that's also fine. And they could figure out, you know, ways to come get across it faster. So that way they could improve. But if it's not really individualized versus like a man could, you know, could do whatever, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. As my clients and I start working together, a common thread that I've noticed is a lot of my clients are living their lives by cultural stories, familial stories, generational stories that don't even support the lives that they want to be living. Um, so there, there are these standards that they've set. And as we take a look and break them down, they start to realize this isn't even a truth I want to own. And that's mm-hmm. a really powerful, um, powerful work for them to start doing. Just actually acknowledging, wait a minute, this is a truth I don't have to lead my life by anymore. This is something I don't need to let guide me forward anymore. And that's when the real work begins as far as helping them come back to their inner GPS system. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think, again, this is not, happening as much as we we needed to and 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 retelling those stories right being being allowed allowing yourself to retelling those stories and not oh this is how it's always been done or this is just how my family works or it's you know it it was inherited because a lot of things that people associate as inheritance and things that are passed down are actually nothing to do with genetics or family it's just like bad habits or bad um themes or negative negative thoughts that are being passed down and not things that are actually um like hereditary is just people choose to keep hold on to those negative things yes absolutely i learned uh or i started to realize early on that my mother is originally from central africa she's from the democratic republic of congo and my father is american grew up here in the states and growing up in that household i realized that they were both uh working with very different cultural stories right those are the stories that they had been brought up with and so then in turn grow, you know myself growing up and dealing with these two completely different ideologies it wasn't until my 20s that I actually realized oh wait these conflicting stories that I've been trying to live life by 
it's not working, not working. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, and that's when I started to do my own work and learning my tools and different ways of being that actually spoke to the life I wanted to live. And so it's so easy to just take what we've been taught or take what we see and, and own it. But it's actually the bigger work of deciding, no, 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 I'm not just going to take what I'm handed. I'm going to create a whole new story for myself that actually speaks to where I want to be. Nice. That is definitely key. And I found that same thing for myself. You know, you, as an adult, we have to unlearn and relearn things and and again keep what makes sense for our specific lives and we are allowed to have individualized unique lives and then whatever doesn't make sense for us anymore it's okay to let go of um again there's still a lot of guilt and a lot of shame and a lot of like family disputes around that especially like again when we cross the lines of culture and societal factors but once we actually make the leap and get that done it's so much easier to be present and be involved and live a life that we want to live versus living a life for others. Um, so that's definitely something that I've learned through throughout my journey. And uh, we are getting to the end of our interview here. And so I wanted to ask two final questions. The first question is, what do you think has been like the most impactful part of this journey that you've been on? Wow. Okay, so I would say that the most impactful moments on this journey is when things did not go anywhere near <laughs> how I thought they would end up, when things went completely left, because um, those moments where things did not work out forced me to up-level and show up and do things differently in my business, and those, when the, those, are, those moments where things didn't go right have been the biggest uh, turning points in my business. Nice. And, and, and that is definitely true for most businesses as well. And we don't, you don't realize it till you get, you get to that point. So guys that are listening, just take this gem. It might not mean much to you now, but in a year, two years from now, when you're going through something and you're like, Oh snap, they mentioned that on that podcast that I was listening to mm -hmm. because you don't really get it until you've experienced it. You're like, Oh my gosh, that's what that, that person was talking about. This is crazy. But it's some of those learning and teaching experiences that challenge you to do better, be better and think harder is gonna make or break your business and it's up to you to let it make your business because if you allow it to take its course and allow it to give you the information that you need and you, again take what you can from it versus thinking about oh that didn't work out the way i wanted it to but think of oh, how did it work out and how can i use what it how it worked out as like a tool and a resource versus as a deficit um, and the final question is, what piece of information would you like to leave with the audience? You know, it could be a lesson, it could be some homework that they could do as research, or just some type of tip or tool that you definitely want the audience to remember after they listen to this episode. Wow. Okay. So where I'm all about leading women back to trusting themselves, one thing I'm really, really big on is journaling. I think journaling should be a daily practice that we all have in our lives. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason why is because journaling is one of the easiest ways to actually witness what, is your, what it is you're thinking, what it is you're feeling, where you're stuck. So often we just let these thoughts um, and these feelings brew inside of us, but we don't actually take the time to see, is this worthy? Is this worthy of my time? Is this supporting me? Is this moving me forward? Um, mm -hmm. So that's why I would encourage everyone, especially our entrepreneurs out here in these streets, <laughs> start journaling, start your day with that. And the flip side, another benefit of that, especially as entrepreneurs, you can go into your work with a clear head. You can go into your day and be ready to 
focus on the task at hand instead of continually thinking and overthinking whatever else is happening in your life. Yep, and I am a very avid journaler and I tell people that same tip so many times, you know, once it's out of your mind, then you free up that space in your mind to think about all the important things or the things that are more urgent versus that idea that you have or that blog post you want to write just write it just talk yeah. about it with somebody you know that that breakup that you had something that you've been experiencing you don't you haven't spoken to anybody about it before talk to, write it down and you know just let it be out of your brain so that way it, it, it is somewhere and it feels like you've had that conversation and then pick it up back if you need to pick it back up in the future but at least for the time that you need to be productive and do stuff and get stuff done you're not overthinking and like 10 20 percent of your brain space is going to towards this other thing you could be 100 percent present for what you have to get done tell it <laughs> all right thank you so much miriam for being here today we've learned a lot um and i definitely guys if you like this episode leave us a five-star review write a review and definitely check out miriam's information that's going to be in the show notes for this episode and we will catch you next time on doing the most the misadventures of entrepreneurship thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of doing the most catch us here next week same time same place if you can't wait head on over to doingthemost.xyz to stay connected until next time keep on doing this has been a Gifted Sounds podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. For more podcasts, please visit giftedsounds.com.